What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kiss My Angelus. I'm Sarah B., the Sleepy Bandit, and today's episode is called I Need a Nap because just thinking about everything my two guests balance in their own lives is exhausting. Not only are Lizette Serrano and Ashley Erickson young entrepreneurs and community activists, they also happen to be mothers. Obviously, I have a million questions, so let's get right to it. Oh. <laughs> Do you like the title of the uh, I did. episode? Okay, I Wait, didn't know. What, what? It, it's called I Need a Nap because I was trying to come up with a title that encompassed everything you guys do and I got tired thinking about it so I was like <laughs> that's perfect yeah yes. so yes. and like it's funny I was making the graphic and I was like modern mamas or like and I was like this is so stupid like what is this about and it's really about like you guys do a lot I mean I don't think it's just about you being moms but like among everything else you do you are yeah. also a mom and you guys are doing what I think um, women like me who are who are married and working and like the next logical step would be to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, like personally, from my point of view, it's like, am I going to be able to handle all of this? So I was like, who do I know that is handling all of this? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Tell me what to do. Okay. So Ashley, you have two kids. Um I'm pretty sure they were raised by wolves and I just, they landed on my doorstep. Um, one is seven and one three and they're both boys and they are the boys of all boys. So oh, you, dear. Lizette, also have a boy. I only have one. How old <laughs> I feel for you. How old is Ethan? He's going to be four in July. All right. So we got a three-year-old, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Seven yeah. Boys. So the, the rumors are true. Way harder. Very. I mean, not that you guys have uh, girls to compare it with, but well, yeah, I see my friends and and you know, and they they'll have their girls just sitting there for hours coloring, <laughs> and I can't even get them to sit still to eat. I have to like throw food as they're running around, like open your mouth, catch. <laughs> oh, She's man. not exaggerating. No. I, I totally get so, that. So, were you guys? H- how was having the kid? I'm sure in a lot of ways, but like in what of some of the biggest ways, was it different than what you expected when you had a kid, the first kid? Well, I was 21 when I got pregnant and I didn't know anybody that was a mom. I had no community out there, no family that had kids. So I was very blindsided. I I didn't know what to expect. Um, So I don't know if that maybe was better. Mm -hmm. I had no expectations. Um, And I think because I was such a kid at heart still, I was still so young that I just was like the best playmate in the beginning. Nice. (laughs) And um, yeah, so I didn't really have much. The the second one was the big, the big, that was a hard thing. Hmm. Seeing all these people with two and three kids, I'm like, it can't be that hard, right? Everyone's got like three or four kids now. (laughs) And then (laughs) every time someone gets pregnant with their second, I'm like, they never tell you this, but let me tell you, <laughs> it's so hard. It's really difficult balancing the attention between two kids. Right. So do you think it has a lot to do with the age difference or anything or just that there are two people instead of one? I think, I think that's a possibility. I think because Tyler had me alone for so long, mm-hmm. he got used to it. So it was a big struggle, him learning how to share me. Yeah. At four, four and a half years old. And plus you're such an active like mother and there's yeah. a lot of like. I used to have to put timers on for him to play by himself because we played together 24 <laughs> seven. So I would start like with a two minute timer. Like you're going to play for two minutes. And then he would just stand there and stare at the timer for the two minutes. <laughs> we weren't getting anywhere until, until Riley came. And then he was like, I get it. Yeah, this is, this is rough. I got to go figure out some stuff on my yeah. own. 
So how is he doing now? Like, uh, it's a struggle. It's still a struggle. Every okay. day is a struggle. Um, because Riley is so high maintenance. Three is tough. Tough is, uh, he's so much more wild and rambunctious. And I'm so much more tired this round. Mm -hmm. So um, this, round. <laughs> this round, and I am, I am getting KO'd left and right. And um, so like yesterday we had a Tyler day because I wanted to show him that, you know, I love him and you know, sometimes there's, it's about you too. Yeah. So he had like a whole week. We had to wait for Tyler. Day. He was so excited. <laughs> and uh, so he couldn't even sleep the night before. And I told him, Tyler Day, you get to pay breakfast, lunch, dinner, activities. I don't say no to you at all. All nice. day. So he Can took you way advantage of that. We had like Twix for breakfast. We went to the oh trampoline park. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and then Riley does not participate in these days. Oh, he was there the he whole does. time. Okay, yeah, yeah. but he I just can't doesn't get, rid get of to him. pick. I, I don't know. Where are we going to put him in the closet? <laughs> I don't know if that was allowed. That wasn't allowed, no. So was that you, are you thinking about having another kid? I want to. Okay. But see, like, I wish I would have had my kids younger. Mm -hmm. I had my first one at 32. So, you know. I'm, I'm not letting my mom listen to this episode. <laughs> see? <laughs> listen to your friend. So, you know, definitely. I'm like, I remember telling my husband, like, I cannot picture... I couldn't picture it. I just couldn't. Like when I was pregnant, I was still like, is this really happening? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. You know? And then like once he was here, like I was like, okay. You know, like now that I look back, I'm like, it was so much easier when all he did was like eat mm -hmm. and poop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was I tell it. Chevy that too. Because yeah, like I feel move. like I familiar with like, I, I think his fear maybe is more the baby stage. And I was like, that's the easy stage, dude. Yes. Because, you know, they're still creatable at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though, I think, for dads in the, with the baby stage because they're so attached to their mom. They need their mom for mm -hmm. milk. And and I feel like it was hard for Brian to connect with the kids as a baby. It wasn't until they could start like playing and stuff like that 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 relationship really started. Yeah. Um, but that's when, you, that's when you can't communicate with them. So the way they communicate is crying mm -hmm. and waking up 10 times in the middle <laughs> of the night. <laughs> you know, with me, I forgot about everything. So, like, my husband was always like, it's okay. No, I'm like, it's not okay. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, he's crying. He's like, he's a baby. I was like, I, I always freak out. So, I always tell him, I'm like, you know, like, for me, actually, to even do everything, mm -hmm. he's like a huge help. Nice. Because, you know, like, when he comes back from work and I have to go feed, you know, I got two feral colonies that I feed. Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. All so, the things that you, guys you know, do. I was like, okay, like, you know, now he stays with the baby, but I'm like, if I didn't have that help, yeah. then, well, now I bring him with me. Yeah. You know, when George is working late, then I just, I'm like, okay, you're coming with me. You know, he already knows. He's like, mom, the kitties. Okay. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I think having people to help you mm -hmm. too, it's, it's, it's huge. If you're just by yourself, right. then, you know. Were you two working when you got pregnant? I was working and going to school. Okay. Yeah. Were, were you working like for a company or working for I was for working yourself? for Starbucks. Okay. So it was really flexible. Okay. I could. Was, was there like, they have a maternity leave policy type of thing? Uh, if you know, the United States doesn't really have maternity leave. We yeah. actually are one of the worst countries when it comes to I know it. <laughs> motherhood. Yeah. Well, actually. That just um, changed. Right? Yeah. San Francisco, San Francisco yeah. mandated that because in California, which again, like, is not for the rest of the country. California is more progressive, but um, your your like disability covers like forty five percent or fifty percent of your income for six weeks. And San Francisco is now mandating that your 
employer cover the rest. That's good. So, and hopefully that'll spread, yeah. but... Um, yeah, Sweden, you get 400 days off, like I, over 400 days I off. I read that. Yeah, I was like, let's go. <sighs> yeah. And it's so, it's important for like the fathers and the mothers, Absolutely. you know? So... Um, but okay, you were at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. There was no official policy, but they no. were flexible I was with your schedule. For like, I was gone. I was out for like two and a half, three months after the baby was born. Okay. And then I went back part-time. I was like doing okay. like four hours. Yeah, because I think they at least have to yeah. guarantee your And I was working like the night shifts or mm-hmm. the really, really early morning shifts so that I yeah. could be there for the day. And, and it was difficult because I didn't know my rights at 21 years old. Right. And I didn't know what I could ask for. And I was pumping milk on the bathroom floor, sitting on my apron. And I would put an out-of-order sign on the bathroom and try to pump in my 10-minute break. Wow. And I was not getting anywhere. People would be banging on the doors. And I was being so nervous. And, and I just stopped producing. And it was really frustrating for me because then I I lost all my milk because it was like such a bad environment to wow. work with. So when you say you didn't know your rights, like what would you have done differently? I would ask for a space. And I would ask for the time allotted to, to pump. And then that's something that they have to kind of they accommodate. They would have to, yeah. Yeah, cool. but I didn't know anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, maybe you're helping somebody else now. Yeah. That's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Get a room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What about you, Lizette? Were you working? I wasn't working at the animal hospital, but I was working in the office for my husband. So right. that was pretty, yeah. you know, flexible. So like, yeah, you know. just so Lizette and I worked, I worked at an animal hospital years ago. Um, one of my first jobs, Lizette and I worked together. You're a certified vet technician at right. this point, but you're only part-time there. Right. Still even currently. Right. Great place. Like we all, we've made some great friends working there. Um, and then your husband owns a plumbing company. Well, right. you guys own a plumbing company, which I love that it's all connected, which we use <laughs> at Icon. We It's amazing. So um, so you were still working, were you working part-time? I mean, was it obviously more flexible because you were able yeah. to just kind of come and go? I mean, it was just like office work. I would just do the yeah. billings and stuff like that. So it wasn't like as active as if I would have been, you know, in the hospital, like cool. wrestling with the dog. Were you still you know? able to, to get any like maternity leave or any like subsidized assistance from? I was kind of helping him. I wasn't even in right. the books, I guess you could say, you know, yeah. I was just, you know, yeah, like helping on the side. Right, right. So, you know, like for me, I had already finished school. Mm-hmm. I was studying to get my license. So that was like my main thing that I kept, right. like, you know. But was there any supplemental income coming in when you were not working? No, just him. Okay. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I, that wasn't something really that I had to worry about. It was just more him, oh, I guess. Yeah. Everything was Work on his harder. shoulders, yeah. right? Yeah. I, we were, I, I'm actually, we're going to release the gender and power episode, but we were talking about that. How, like, A, I think a lot of women don't really know what is afforded to them. And even when you kind of find out, it's like, I mean, six weeks is nothing. It's yeah, nothing, it's not. you know, to like mentally be able to- Your body hasn't even healed yet. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what what was the birth experience like for <laughs> you <too? laughs> Wow. Do you remember a lot of it oh, even looking back you now? You'll never forget those <laughs> moments, those you long can't. hours. There's no way. thinking, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. with Tyler, um, from the moment we you know, we found out we were pregnant and we went and got this radiology test that they check all the organs and and the, the um after we left the office, like an hour later, they said, You need to come tomorrow and we need to see you immediately. And I said, I have work. They said, You have to come tomorrow. We need to talk to you. And so we were terrified and 
they said that they had seen fluid in his stomach, which is um, um, most likely like a chromosomal disorder, like mm-hmm. Down syndrome or something like that. So we were panicked and um, they did a, um, what is that called when they put the needle in your stomach? Amniocentesis? Maybe. Yeah, it's like a we're giant, gonna, we're like, gonna go with that. <laughs> three foot long needle. They stabbed your stomach with, and um, they do. They you know they they test and and he came back negative for everything. And we were just so baffled. Like, why is his stomach filling up with fluid? You know, around his organs. And it ended up that they um, they found out he had a fetal arrhythmia and congenitive heart failure. So they put me on all these heart medications. So the pregnancy was really rough yeah. dealing with all that. Like we had to go in every single week um, in Hollywood and go get tested by specialists and, and me- they'd measure the fluid, make sure it was going down. And and, um, and they said, you know, you when you deliver, you might not go home with your baby. And that was my biggest fear. It was, oh, man. you know, you get your nursery set up, you get to the hospital and then you have to go home without your baby. Yeah. Um, and we it prayed. I mean, we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and I was like, please God. And um when we delivered, he had no fluid. Everything hmm. was na- everything was fine, and we nice. took him home a few days later. He's a smart cookie, so yes. no problems there. <laughs> so to kind of like you know get into a little bit of like technical stuff, like all of that test and stuff and everything was that all covered by your insurance? Were you guys yeah with Starbucks? Okay, yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was that really didn't good happen insurance. with us. Really? Oh. No. Was it kind of like the same like complications and we, stuff like that? We in had the beginning? to pay. We ended up paying for. Think the whole thing out of pocket, like five thousand dollars. Damn, like yeah. delivery, all of that yeah. stuff. That's because, crazy. You know, because he owned the business, they said he made too much money. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, so we're gonna make life a little bit harder for you now that you've built your Pretty own business, much. and yeah. like that's Pretty crazy. Much. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that's definitely. I don't know. It baffles my mind. Like fifty percent of our population is women, and it's like a natural thing. There should be better systems in place then. Well, good luck. Mm -hmm. And if you have a problem, you have to pay for that. Because we were talking about um, uh, some friends of ours looked into like home birth or birthing centers. And I think a lot of what stopped them was like the cost that insurance didn't cover it, that you don't even get to pick like what kind of experience you have. It's like Mm -hmm. so limited based on money and that kind of thing. Um, So how soon after were you like full-time working again? Because you guys are pretty much full-time working now, right? You know, I haven't really ever worked full time. I mean, well, no, I'm like, Ashley, please, you work more than full time. (laughs) Yeah, I guess like with no before Tyler, I was working full time. That's with Starbucks. Um, And then I did part time and I I never went back to full time after kids. I mean, technically, I guess if you add everything up that I do now. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. So after you I don't left, clock into a place exactly, full-time. so I have no idea. I feel like all day is like I probably have yeah nine hundred hours <laughs> oh, overtime. Like, I don't I don't work full time. <laughs> yeah, you work like two full time shifts, if not three. Yeah. So he was. It was when I was pregnant with Riley when I started my business. Tell and, us about your business. Okay, let's see where to start. Um, it started with. Um, this one store. I, I was doing journalism. That's what I was doing. I, I, I was finished with school. I, I got my creative writing degree after Tyler was born. And I didn't want to have a job where I was gone. I wanted to be home and raise a family, mm-hmm. but also work. It's We're in a time where you have to have two incomes. That's right. just mm-hmm. simple. That's it. You can't, there's no choice. And um, I was like, what am I going to do? And I started just doing some journalism on the side. And a store had opened in Magnolia Park, Burbank. And they said, can you write an article about us? And I was like, sure, no problem. 
And I did. And we built a relationship. And she started asking me about social media. It was was when Facebook was just booming. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, that's my generation. Like, I I got this. Like, I could totally run Facebook. Like, so easy. (laughs) And I was like, I'll just make a I just made business cards. And I was like, passing them out. I'm like, I do Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a social media manager. And I was like, what am I doing? And, um... And so, and that's what I did. I'd, and then, and then one person would be like, oh, um, do you make websites? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I would go home like, <laughs> yes, Google, I love how that. do you make a website? <laughs> do you make that. business cards? Google, how do you make a, bi-? and I just learned everything from just saying nice. yes and, and forcing myself into it. Yeah. So say yes to everything. Else. Say <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't turn business wise. Don't turn down a job. Don't yeah. turn down a job because you don't know how to do it. Figure it out. Totally. Oh my God. I'm, I'm so like that with the, just I'll Google it. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Because we have I've so much resources yeah. at our fingertips now. There's how a YouTube to, tutorial for exactly. everything. Oh my God. I don't know how many HTML codes I've Googled. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can talk. HTML lockdown. Yeah. It's like, I, I just know how to Google it. And then just give me the code. Let yeah. me plug it in somewhere. Um, what about you, Lizette? When did you go? When did you go back to the animal hospital? Was it like soon after you had your son? My son was five months. Oh, wow. And I kind of wanted just part-time because I was going out of my mind. Like, I was like, I need to do something else. Like, even if it's just like two days, yeah. you know, like I've been used to it all my life to like, you know, be on the go. And I was See, just okay. at home. I want to like ask about that because I think I've heard a lot of, you know, especially when I come out at it with my fear of like, I really love my job. I love my career. And I'm not so much worried about having a kid more so like, how am I going to pause this for a second and then focus on this and then pick that up when there's the time. So some people I know that have kids are just like, you know, when you have a kid, you're not going to want to go back. So you did want to go back. I wanted to go back and, you know, thankfully I found someone that I really trusted to take care of my son. And I was thinking, okay, two days out of the week, that's not too bad. Um, And then our manager got sick. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the doctor was like, can you come back full time? Take over until she gets better. And I was like, "Uh, what was I going to (laughs) say? Yeah. You know, but um, definitely I do remember like the first week that I had to drop him off with the babysitter. I cried every single day, all the way to work. (laughs) I mean... You know, yeah. but but then, you know, I got used to it. I felt really comfortable. That's another thing. Like if, you know, it was somebody that like, you know, I really trusted and like I knew like nothing bad was going to happen to him. So, yeah, I think that that has a lot of weight in it too. You Absolutely. Know? So. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it's it's hard to imagine like, you know, not having those types of like resources. I mean, who did, do you, have you ever had anybody else watch your kids? I mean, I know you're, you're home or with them yeah. most of the time. Um, I mean, Tyler would, would be watched by like my mom or his mom here and there. Um, I think when he was one, we finally did like one night away a year. Um, but we never used a babysitter, I think, until he was like six or something like that. Like an actual yeah. like hired babysitter off care.com. Um, Riley's a little different. We used the babysitter with care.com when he was uh, two and a half, three when he could he could vocalize and talk and Tyler was there so I felt more comfortable yeah. um but I've never been away we've never done overnights with him and he's he's three and a half so. yeah and and is it more of the fear of who to leave him with or just that you haven't really i mean you're available and it's the necessity yeah i mean i just feel like he is he's definitely more attached like he he's been in school for 
you know, seven, six, seven months now. And he cries every single time I drop him off. So aside from like leaving them, what are some other, okay, now you guys are, do you feel like you're in the swing of it? Do you feel like you found your groove? Does it ever feel that way? No, because they're always changing. So it's like right when you get comfortable with them or like figure it out, yeah. They're like, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Look what I can do. <laughs> so, you know, because there's always things yeah. you have to struggle with. Potty training. And yeah. then once potty training is done, it's like, then they start school and they have homework. Then there's friend problems. There's always a challenge. Yeah. I remember the last time I was there, it was Tyler sleeping in his own bed yes. or in his own room. Yeah. There's always something yeah. that you're, you're learning. And, and Lizette, before you got here, was telling me that like her son, you, he acts different with his dad than he does with it's you. It's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. With me, he's like, active, like nonstop. Like he just will not stop. He will not just settle down. Yeah. And when his dad comes home, he's just like, okay, I'll sit down. I'll be on the iPad. I'll watch TV. I'll watch a movie. And he'll rub it in my face. He'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is so easy. Like, <laughs> it makes look you at think him. you're taking crazy pills. <laughs> he was no, just bouncing off the walls. Like, yeah. I was, so just, do you feel, do so you see your kids changing when their dad oh, gets yeah. home? He's like, they never fight when they're with me. They just like always hang out and sit in the sandbox and play. I'm like, I just had to like rip one off of the other one's throat five minutes ago before you walked in the door. (laughs) What is going on? Um, Are you, is it because, and I asked Lizette this earlier, but is it because their fathers are the disciplinarians of the parenting dynamic? I just feel like they can get away with so much more. And I feel like I'm always like playing with them and they do get away with a lot more with me. Um, And I'm always playing with them. So, you know, I think when when dad's there, they're like, oh, well, mom's not not here to play with me. So I'm just going to, we're just going to go do stuff. (laughs) Let's just go play in the sandbox together. (laughs) Oh man, you got to like sneak back in the house when they don't know that you're there. No, you know what? When my son was a newborn, I forget how, but he was like tiny and he was your um, bridal shower. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I was going somewhere. It was the first time I was leaving him by himself with my husband. Yeah. And... He told me he slept the whole time. And as soon as I, I put a foot on that damn room, he woke up. They can smell you. I'm pretty sure. It would happen all the time. You know, oh, if I would man. go to the store, he would be like, he was sleeping. As soon as I would just walk in, yeah. he would wake up. And I don't I don't know what it was because I would be so quiet. He That's would just crazy. wake up. Their mom, their mom, yeah, their like they can't get a brain. No, yeah. you can't. So how do you guys feel um, the parenting responsibilities are in your like dynamic? Do you feel like you're able to kind of choose based on whatever you guys want to do? Or do you think because of anything else, like you're required to take care of your child more or, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel part of this newer generation that there's an ability for your husbands to be equal partners? Well, in my case, I definitely make my husband do the harder things. Like, I'm very, nice. like, emotional. I don't know yeah. if it's, it's a mom thing or what. But, like, when my son started going to preschool, the first week, it was really rough. I mean, he would, like, hang on to my clothes oh. and tell me he did not want to stay there. And, of course, yeah. you know, I'm, like, thinking in my head, what are they doing to my son? Like, I was why just going to say, like, like, you want to believe, like, you know? what are they doing to you mm-hmm. in there? But, thankfully, you know one of my coworkers, his son was going to the same school and she would mm-hmm. be like, you know, he'll be fine. Like, you know, my son did this for six months. Wow. So she's like, you know, he'll be fine. It got to the point that I couldn't even drop him off anymore. Wow. And I told George, I go, you're going to have to do it because I emotion, I cannot handle this. Like, have you ever not left him? 
No. You can't go back. Yeah, I you can't, can't do it. because they would know just, that yeah. if they cry, then I, mom will stay. Yeah. Right. So I would just, I, I would go to work crying. I'm like, <laughs> here, here we go again. I'm like, you know. Horrible. And so, yeah. you know, my husband was like, oh, you know, it's just, he would tell me it's just because you're a mom or what. <laughs> so I asked him the first day that he went to drop him off. So how was it? He was like, yeah, it was tough. I'm like, yeah. He was like, hey, he was hanging on to my neck. And he was like, Papa, oh. no, don't go. I'm like, you see, I go, you see how hard it oh, is. Man. But, you know, after a week, then he was totally fine. Yeah. You know, but it's hard. I mean, it's it's your child, you know, yeah. and like, they're like crying. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's those poor teachers. That's what I'm thinking. I like know. everybody that. But you know what? I feel head. like they're used to it. Oh, yeah. Like they, they, they've they seen it already. The second you walk away. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly. They're like, he'll be fine in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, Man, but it is crazy. There are a lot of parallels with pets here because it's funny. <laughs> like I remember at the animal hospital, it was like, just leave. And then let's take the animal back or whatever. And um, I was telling the groomer, I just found a new groomer since we recently moved out here. I was like, can you tell me how he does? Because I feel like people are lying to me because he like growls and gets all crazy with me. And then I pick him up and she's like, oh my God, he's perfectly fine. Well, that means you're a good pet owner. Did you know that? That Same it, with kids. It's like they're they're monsters with you, but if they behave at ah, school, that means you did a good job. How I get they that. Act with others, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. You're like you have to suffer on behalf of right. society because they, they, they know that you will love them unconditionally. Right. They can treat you however they want, and you're still going to be mom. You're still going to love them. So, I mean, we were at Portos today, and I'm I was like losing my mind. I was like, you're both going in timeout when you get home, <laughs> and then <laughs> they go to the counter and they're like, oh, may we please have this business card? And the guy's like. You guys are the politest <laughs> little kids. Oh, I'm like, really? Did you just? He goes, I vetoed both of your timeouts. I was oh, like, my what? God. <laughs> and then Tyler goes, you hear that, mom? <laughs> You're like, uh, this order needs to be on you, sir. Um, so uh, what's your day-to-day like? Ashley, you kind of oh, like gosh. are running your own There's business. There's no so day it's- that's the same. Yeah. Like today, um, so I, I have... I have my hands in like a lot of different things and I run this one mom group called the Magnolia Park Mamas on Facebook and we have almost 2,000 moms in it. Wow. And that's really grown. It's huge. We started as like five of us just going walking on camera with strollers. That's so crazy. And it's become this huge forum and um, we've turned into like this community you know, is, and everyone's more or less local. Everyone's local. I don't, That's cause amazing. I, I screen every person I bring in. I make sure they're a mom. I make sure they live in the area before I ever let them into the group. Cause nice. we're a private group. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a couple of months or it was, it was a couple of weeks ago when there was that, that stabbing at the AMC 16 in Burbank. Mm-hmm. I think I, I saw that on your page. I, actually. Yeah. There's just been so much going on. I was like, gosh, these police officers are having such a rough time. Like they're, they're dealing with so much and then they have to deal with the community who's like, Hey, what's going on? Why is this happening? And they're attacking the police. And I was like, we need to show our support. And so with our Magnolia Park Mama group, we, we do this a lot where we, we, pick a cause and we raise funds. And so we had raised over $600 um, for the police station and we bought portos for them for the whole day. Nice. So I dropped off this morning, I dropped off a whole bunch of food for the first two shifts. And, you know, we had some pictures done with the Mm -hmm. newspaper and everything. And then I just, before I came here, we dropped off the second batch for their evening shift. So every day is different. I I mean, sometimes I'm teaching nature classes. Sometimes I'm at board meetings for the Magnolia Park Merchants Association. Sometimes at I'm at board meetings for the Wildlife Learning Center. Sometimes I'm doing my own stuff. And sometimes I'm drinking a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Hey, wine is the only thing will keep you sane. It's That's true. crazy. So it's like when the kids go to sleep, is it like all the vices just come out of like the hidden little cabinets and stuff like oh, that? yeah. I mean, Pretty much. How has being a mom helped you be a better 
person has helped you be a better entrepreneur. Lizette, like, I really want to talk about what you're doing with rescuing because I feel like it's crazy. Like, it it's is. crazy, it's expensive, and it's amazing that you're doing that because, you know, it, it takes like, okay, you were talking about your feral colony. So yeah, tell, tell me about what your day is like and we'll kind of get back to Well, let's see. So I work part-time at the hospital. So I work Monday, Tuesdays, and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So pretty much those three days, I can't really do, you know, much of, you know, when I go to the shelters or right, I'm helping right. or whatever. So all I do is just go to work and then pick up my son after school and then like be with him. Wednesdays, um, that's when I'm like, you know, I'm like on Facebook seeing, you know, I, I volunteer with this group where like if they have like, let's say elderly people that can't get like their animals to the vet or whatever, or they oh, need nice. transport or yeah. whatever, you know, I, I volunteer with them. Oh, that's um, amazing. That's you know, amazing. I know you're familiar with the South Central shelter mm-hmm. and stuff like that for weeks I was no, helping that's where we got 16 yeah mm-hmm. we we were helping the the main girl Amanda she had lost her dog and like mm-hmm. I was going like crazy posting signs I was like wow. helping her and thankfully she did find her dog nice. and then Thursday and Friday that my son only goes to school half a day I kind of just <laughs> tried to like put everything and then you know and then at nighttime that's when I go like once my husband is home I mm-hmm. go and I feed him I have two feral colonies that I feed um, and then of course there's always new ones coming in. Yeah. How do you, I mean, how do you even keep track of well, the one colonies? Well, one of the colonies I've been feeding for over 10 years. Wow. So I pretty I much- I have no idea what a feral colony is. It's like- It's like a, a, a gang of riffraff cats. <laughs> no. They're just, you know, they're basically cats that were born in the wild. So you can't really pet them. I mean, I can pet them because I mean, mm-hmm. they've known me for- over 10 years, but to the public, they'll run. You can't touch them without sedating them or anything like that. So, you know, if one gets injured, like, what do I do? Like, I mean, it's not even like I can put one in a carrier. I have to go get a trap. I have to set up a trap. And I have like 20 something cats for the right cat to go in there. Like, (laughs) you have to be so patient. Like, sometimes I would have to like, just park out there and be there like the whole night you know obviously now thankfully like they're all spaying neutered so they don't keep reproducing but you know somebody has to feed them so then I go every night and like you know I pour food out there and like thankfully like you know it's an industrial area so the people around there again they're very nice to me you would be amazed of how many people out there they're like get the cats away from here they poison them it's horrible you know so thankfully these people they're like very nice they're like oh you know thank you like there were so many cats and it was out of control at one point yeah and you know now all I do is like go feed them and you know and then that's you know I have to go late because that's when they come out when it's dark and then of course that's when I'll find a stray dog you know, or like they get dumped. Like I've found several dogs like where I feed and like, you know, most of them I will take to the shelter. Sometimes they're small, sometimes, you know, and, and, you know, I keep track that making sure that they're not going to get euthanized. Most of them get adopted. You know, the only reason why I didn't do that with Stormy was because it was a pit and Mm -hmm. it was, you know, like every other pit you're seeing the shelter and her age and, you know, she was yeah. not good with other dogs. I'm like, what are her chances totally. of actually getting out of the shelter? That's so rough. You know? So you were able to catch most of the cats in the colony and get them spayed or neutered. I thankfully had a lady that just approached me one day. And I am very, like, scared when somebody comes and asks me because 
I'm just expecting somebody to complain. Yeah. And yeah. she was just like, oh, you know, she was like, um, are you feeding these cats? And I was like, yes. Because they think that means you're bringing more. Yes, exactly. And she actually, there's people out there that all they do is TNR, which is uh, trap, neuter, and release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all they do is just trap. They take them like, you know, to fix yeah. nation. And then that's all they do. So she helped me out a lot nice. because she was, you know, that was her thing. She would park herself out all, you know, at nighttime because wow. I would be like, I can't do it anymore. I have a kid. Yeah. I used to do it when, you know, I didn't have a child. But now it's like, okay, I can't be out here until midnight. Yeah. So she thankfully helped me a lot. And, you know, I was able to get everybody fixed. Then the second colony, I just kind of got there was this girl that she was like oh I'm just going to San Diego like you know like please you know can you help me out and she was just before a couple of weeks I never heard from her again wow what was I supposed to do I already knew that cats were there (laughs) yeah you know I was like and this girl was crazy like I'm like I tell people you think I'm crazy because I feed cats and you know this girl used to break in into like the city there was like a Fans and she used to break the lock, put her own lock, and I was like, I am not doing that. I am okay. I'm not that far gone that yeah. I will go to jail. Like I'm like I have a family. Yeah. So I kind of um, moved the cats across the street. I see. So where I could just you know Feed put them, yeah. put the food out there because I was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not wow. gonna do this. So. This is a whole world I had no idea existed. <laughs> yeah. Mind yeah. blown. <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, like you've been doing this forever. And there's been, I mean, yeah. the first dog we ever adopted, Lizette found, you yeah. know, and it was just like, it's crazy. It's like endless. It is. And, you know, how are you able to balance it all? Honestly, again. Besides the wine. Like... <laughs> My husband helps me out a lot. I mean, the day that I was in labor, he was feeding my cat. <laughs> and I was just like, you need to get to the hospital because the pains are getting stronger. He was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll be right there, you know. And thankfully, it's all local, oh, you know. Amazing. So he was yeah. like close by. And again, I tell him, I'm like, who else is going to be crazy enough? But he understands my passion. Yeah. Like, I'm like, they warned you when you <clears throat> wanted to date me. She has two dogs. He expected two chihuahuas. Never thought he was going to be a boxer <laughs> in a pit. But, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, you knew what you were getting yourself yeah. into. So, yeah. And, you know, it's fulfilling work, I'm sure. You know what I yeah. mean? Like giving back to the community, which both of you guys are doing. Like, but what about you, Ashley? Do you find balance? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm losing my mind. Um, well, this is encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every everybody is different. Their yeah. priorities, you know, like some women need to go get a manicure and a massage and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. And I, I don't, I personally don't need it. I just drink a lot of coffee and that's what just keeps me going. Oh, I, I have just, an amazing espresso oh, machine, I'm by the way. Totally hitting it up. Yeah. If you're like a nighttime coffee drinker. I drink I- it now so I can work through the night. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, um, I just prioritize what my day, you know, my first, my first is my kids. So I might have a whole thing of to-do lists and meetings, but my first priority is take the kids to the zoo or whatever it is. Make sure that they're, they're stimulated. We do something fun. And then once that's done, you know, I'll take the time to do my work and stuff like that. And it's very rare that I do stuff for myself, but is that my phone again? Is that my mother? (laughs) Swear to God. (laughs) Mom, I will call you back. (laughs) 
Um, can you find time to work at home when the kids are there? No, no, absolutely okay. not. Like, I So I do Instagram posts for a lot of businesses. So I have to do it live posting. I mean, sometimes I schedule it, but I, I'm never that organized. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually when Riley's napping is like my one hour that I like, my fingers are moving so fast that I'm trying to post, 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 post. Um, there's times I can't get to it or he doesn't nap and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm making a sandwich and I'm trying to do Instagram post or, you know, it's just, it's just trying to fit it in. And my, I can't, my mind, when my kids are around, I only use half my brain, you know, it's like half is on them and half is on everything yeah. else. So it, it really doesn't work. And that's why I've always just worked nights. So the second they go to bed, whether it's eight or nine or whatever, I work and, until I can't do it anymore. <laughs> until nice. Usually t- two, wow. two a.m. is usually And like how, Early do you wake up? Wake up at seven. They get get them going at seven to get to school. So, range about I feel five like hours. school's got to be like the holy grail for parents. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because how, it's like they're done? stimulated. It's not like you know a yeah. shady babysitter or something like that. Yeah. It's like I don't know what they're doing. I feel like my life hasn't started yet. Like I'm waiting for Riley to be in full day school with Tyler, and I'll have like six, seven hours to do stuff. Have you forgotten what that feels like? Well, as soon as Tyler was in school, I've always had, I mean, I've never had him in school all day, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't remember what freedom is like. Wait, what? What's the word freedom? Freedom? What was it called? Freedom, right? That's, yeah, I heard that word a long time. You still thinking about the second one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think the thing with me was that I, I grew up pretty much by myself because, you know, the difference between me and my brother yeah. are 13 years. And that's what I keep telling my husband. I'm like, I don't want my son to grow up yeah, by himself. It's I funny. want him to have a yeah. sibling, you know? It's so funny. Like, I mean, not because of the the experience, but Chevy and I were in the beginning like, oh yeah, like a whole bunch of kids. And now we're like, what if we just had one really awesome kid and like contributed one semi-level human being to the planet? <laughs> because like the more real it becomes, the more I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think we could do all of this. But. I just feel like you figure it out. Yeah. You know, just as you go along, you figure yeah. it out. Like, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, I, I never thought I was going to get to do, but like she was saying, you know, you just find in those mm-hmm. little times, you know, yeah. like, and then you're just like, okay, I can do this and I yeah. can do that. Or like, you know, well, I've been like, I'll do laundry while like my son is in the shower and I'm just like, I'm a multitasker person. Yeah. So, I, I wonder you if know, that's like a female thing. I don't know. Because oh, yeah. I feel like that. Like, I feel like, you know, it's funny. My cousin who is staying here, like I'll get home and she's like, how do you not get home and just get in your PJs and take your bra off? I'm like, because mentally I'm not done with the day yet. Yeah. I need to stay mentally like clothed and I'm not <laughs> in like pajamas, you know, so I can clean up and handle the animals and make sure I can fit in time. And I definitely internally feel that way that like whatever gets thrown at you you're gonna find somehow space for it you only get as much as you can handle yeah I feel yeah how do you feel like you know what you're doing work-wise how has motherhood helped you be better at that well, I wouldn't have started any of this if it wasn't for me. Yeah, kids. that's a first big of one. All, I would sure. have just been working full time for somebody's company, right? Totally. And um, the only reason I started a business is so that I could have the flexibility, right? And you know, the funny thing with with having a business is that you think that you have more time and you can be more flexible, but you you're your own boss, so you hold yourself accountable, and you. I'm so hard on myself all the time, you know, and I, I say I'm going to take a day off and it never happens or, you know, so that, that is the hard part. It's like when you leave, when you leave a job, you can just leave it. You just Mm -hmm. drive away and you don't think about it. When you have your business, it's never, your brain never shuts off. It's exhausting. How many um, social media clients are you 
handling right now? I think I'm posting about 15 pages a day. So 15 different Businesses. posts. Yeah, and I'm working on three websites. Nice. And um, and then I have all the Magnolia Park stuff on the side. So I run the um, Magnolia Park Merchants Association. So running all the events, we're working on sponsorships and advertising, and I'm starting a new blog and um, sending all the email campaigns, everything that ha- is I, Magnolia I Park. I need a nap right now. <laughs> yeah, nap. I know. That's exhausting. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine right now. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's uh, my head... I'll, I'll talk to my mom on the phone and she's like, how's your day? And I start talking and then I start remembering all these things I was supposed to do. And I'm like, I gotta go, mom. I gotta go. I'm like, I was supposed to turn this in an hour Why ago. did I even pick up this phone call? Jesus. No, it's actually good because she's like, every time you talk to me, you always remember things you had to do. Oh man. She's like, why don't you write it down? And I'm trying, that is the hard part is staying organized. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I run another mom group called the Birmingham Mompreneurs and we meet uh, monthly and we discuss topics. And that is the main thing is how to just organize your time with businesses and to-do lists. And yeah, I mean, I've tried so many apps and so many programs and just, it takes time. You have to schedule time yeah. to write in your schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't have the time to do that. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, so. It's like, I just, take it as it goes. And that's yeah, as much just, time as it Whatever is. I remember, I do. <laughs> so, but going back, I think that's, it's still positive because again, like you're in control of what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. and I think like, I don't know, from what I've noticed from moms that I know, I think there is an element of like fearlessness that comes with having given birth and mm-hmm. gone through that whole thing. So but you're living for somebody else now. Yeah. You know, I didn't know who I was before the kids. I mean, we've, I, I think I was always living my life for, you know, you know, Brian or like, you know, my style, everything was just for other people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I had Tyler, I was like, I need to figure out who I am and what I like, because if I can't be true to myself, then how are my kids going to yeah. be true to them? You know? And so it was a big, it was a big challenge in our relationship as he watched me figure out who I was. And instead of growing apart, we grew together and mm-hmm. he accepted the changes and they were big changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, from everything from what I wore to what I listened to, everything. I was just, I was realizing I wasn't liking anything that I was doing. Yeah. But when you become a mom, you don't care what anybody thinks anymore. All you care is that one kid loves you, calls your mom, and you kiss him goodnight. And you could, that's it. Everything else in the world could be falling apart and it doesn't matter. And um, yeah, he, motherhood changed, I mean, changed my entire life, my entire perception. And you become this, this you know, lioness. Like it, nothing will stop you. Nothing, I mean, you will do anything and everything to provide and protect no matter what. You won't stop. Nice. Got to get me one of those. <laughs> one of the kids? <laughs> Up out? Let, let me borrow one. What about you, Lizette? <laughs> I mean, I, I totally agree with her. Um, I just, you know, I don't know if you recently saw, I, I changed my profile picture and then I, I wrote, you know, you make me stronger every day. Because, you know, anything that I'm like, you know, before that I didn't think I could do, I'm like, yes, I can do it. You know, I... Like, yeah, it only takes to look at his little face and like his innocence. And I'm like, yes, I can do it. You know, I I can do this and then I can do that. And, you know, that's going to be for the better. And yeah, it takes a lot of sacrifice. You know, yes, I'm tired, you know, at the end of the day, you know, but, you know, that's, yeah, I'm tired at the end of the day. I don't have a kid. So (laughs) you're not missing anything on this side. It's all the same. (laughs) You just do what you got to do. Yeah. You know, your body adapts with it, you know. Yeah. I think it's like, it's amazing because I, 
I definitely have noticed from, from you guys obviously included and other moms that I know that there is this like, I think there is like loss of energy on like a superficial front, but there is this like internal energy inside that's like helps you do more and whatever. And that's why I'm always like, how, how is this? Wait mm-hmm. a second. Like, you know, there are times though they're like, when I get home, like, you know, from feeding or whatever, I will stay in the car, like, let's say for five minutes. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not ready to go yeah. inside yet. Like, let me just stay here, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. Like, How you has know. your relationship changed after the kids? I, I hope that's not too personal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we were only together for nine months before I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have a long relationship. We didn't really know each other very well. I mean, we were living together, you know, but um, so pretty much I feel like our whole relationship has been being a parent. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think that probably has been for the best, mm-hmm. you know? I think if we had, like, if we remembered all those things we did before, we would be so sad and depressed. <laughs> But then we keep thinking we had kids young. We're, all these things we're going to do. Once those kids are totally. 18, we're going to travel. We're going to totally. do these things. And so we just think about that. And, yeah. you know, we have complete opposite views on everything in life, mm-hmm. except when it comes to our kids. And that's what keeps us so strong nice. is that we're on that same level. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And honestly, my parents, uh, you know, like my mom had my brother, I think she was like 21, 22. And they are traveling a shitload these days, you know? And I feel like there is kind of that fear of like, well, how long until, but they really, I feel like really owned up to, we did it early and now we're doing whatever we want and Mm -hmm. it's great, you know? So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I just keep thinking, counting down the years. <laughs> hey, they don't have to be 18, dude. They That's could be true. younger. <laughs> they could be I'm younger than that. Those kids. <laughs> the other day we were driving and we were leaving a party and I was like, man, we are exhausted. We are going to sit down and we're going to relax. And Tyler goes, I'm not a relaxing kind of kid. I'm a play basketball, you know, ride a bike, run kind of kid. And then Riley, my three-year-old goes, yeah, you know, jump fences, have parties. Yeah, that kind of exercise. I was like, you're never leaving the house. Just so you know. Oh, man. Boys. Yeah, they're Boys. trouble. Yeah. yeah. Try for a girl, <laughs> but the the love that boys I, I don't have know. for their moms. Yes, it's oh, man. something like- Special. Yeah. It, it really is. Like yeah. my son, I, I feel like, you know, no matter what my husband does, he is like more attached to me, yeah. you know? So, I mean, th- that's that's kind of nice. That, that I is, mean, I like, wonder if rewarding. it would be different with a girl though. Like, I mean, yeah. it's... I hear yeah. with friends that have girls, they, they're all, they're daddy's girls. Yeah. Daddy comes yeah. home yeah, and, I you know. I definitely was for sure. The Oedipus and Electro complex. Yeah. You know? That Greek mythology. Mm-hmm, you know? We're all messed up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> So what about you, Lizette? How has um, your relationship changed? You know, I was honestly very impressed, like, with George and how good of a father he was. Like, even, like, you know, there were, like, times that I I was just, like, like, for example, when Ethan was barely born, you know, I was a first-time mom, and I had even gone to those, um, you know, breastfeeding classes and all that, and um, I remember, you know, in the classes they were telling, you know, the baby's going to cry, you just got to, like, keep going so they can latch on and, you know, don't give them the bottle because then, you know, they're going to get used to the bottle and they're not going to want to breastfeed. And I remember like Ethan crying and he just kept crying and George kept telling me, you know, you should just give him the bottle, you know, like, and I was like, no, you know, like they, they told us in breastfeeding class that we shouldn't. And, <laughs> breastfeeding You class. know what ended up happening? And like, I swear that was like 
oh, it was so horrible. He was not latching on. And mm -hmm. because I was a first-time mom, I didn't know that. So when I took him to his follow-up um, appointment, they told me that he was dehydrated mm. and he needed to be hospitalized. Wow. I didn't get to take him home. And like when I came home to an empty crib, that was like one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah. Like, and I felt so guilty yeah. because even him, I was like, you are a dad. Like you're not even his mom. You didn't even carry him. And you were telling me yeah. to give him a bottle. And yeah. I was so stubborn into like what the stupid <laughs> breastfeeding class had told me, you know, <laughs> and I didn't listen to you. And I felt so guilty, but you know, I mean, a lot of like, you know, the nurses were telling me this happens all the yeah. time with new moms. Like, don't beat yourself up for it. Totally. You know, like, and I was just like, until now, I, I feel so guilty, you know? And I mean, still like, you know, I have other friends that, you know, I talk to and like, they tell me, they're like, you're so lucky. They're like, you know, my husband doesn't help me like, you know, shower my yeah. baby. Like George, you know, he has his own business. It's true what you said. He will not clock out. Like he's still in that business mode or he's still getting phone calls mm -hmm. and like he will still come and like if I'm like really tired, he'll be like, I'll shower the baby. Yeah. You know, just go have a glass of wine. You know, yeah. it's not all the time, but it's nice that, you know, I do have that totally. support. I mean, because like split responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only if, way. if you're both working, you're already yeah. splitting responsibilities, you right. know. But again, it is like, like it would be great if there was paid maternity leave, paternity leave. Like it would be great if it was structured in a way that it's that's not like, well, you have more flexibility. I have to run this business and there is no supplemental income coming in or whatever. So I think that's a, I feel like it's coming, you know, yeah. like it's going to be a new era and, and all of right. that stuff, especially with San Francisco and all of, all of that stuff happening. But I want those like 450 days. That's what I want. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, if it was up to me, I think parents should be home with their kids for the first five years. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. know what? Like I always, you know, with so many things, I'm like, there's the internet and computers and you don't have to be anywhere for anything really, you know? So mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. needs to be more opportunities mm -hmm. for, and, and, you know, I've noticed a big influx. I don't know if you've heard of like the direct sales businesses. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the moms in our community are doing that things like unique makeup, right? Mm -hmm. Tupperware, mm -hmm. you know, like the Mary Kay stuff, um, pure Beach romance, body, yeah. Young living, <laughs> yeah. doTERRA, um, yeah. that kind of lets you, so you can just, yeah, yeah, you know, you can, you know, you, you're not starting a company. It's already made right. You buy some products you sell, you make some extra cash. And it's, it's nice for moms to do that. And as much as you put in is as much as you get. So it's, it's been nice. All those moms who have been at home raising their kids finally have something to put their energy right. in and, um, and, and, you know, and, and, just, you know, being your own little entrepreneur, you know, so totally. it's been nice to watch that. But I wanted to say something about how you were talking about the breastfeeding. I feel like moms have so much pressure on them, mm -hmm. you know, breastfeed, do this, don't do this. Right. Did you read this? And it's like, it's so overwhelming that the society puts all these pressures on you, what you're supposed to do. And, and I felt like that was like the biggest struggle was, Am I going to be judged if I if I stop breastfeeding? Am I gonna mm -hmm. Am I going to be looked down at if I'm not wearing? He's wearing the right diapers, or you know what I mean? Yeah. If he's wearing mix max socks, yeah. you know whatever. There's so much like moms judge moms more than you could ever imagine. Yeah. yeah, really bad. Do you think it's because they're going through that internal conflict like themselves? I you know I wouldn't know. I I 
I, I don't feel that we, that Magdalene Park Mama group that we run, I, I, we have no judgment. I don't allow any negativity, any back talk. Mm-hmm. I don't, if somebody is said they're, they're not going to breastfeed anymore, I don't allow anyone to talk down to them. Um, it's not fair. We all have, yeah. I mean, you can't have one parenting book for right. totally 10 yeah. billion kids. And Every I, kid I feel like that it keeps shifting too. Yeah. Much like a lot of things that like women face, like the, you know, it, it's, awesome. Obviously like in beauty, for example, like different things are valued at different eras. And then I was even watching um, a really, really great um, Esther Perel. I believe her name is, it's called a redefining infidelity. And it was just a great Ted talk, but she was saying that how, you know, back in the day, um, getting divorced was kind of considered shameful. And now like staying in an unhappy marriage is considered shameful. Like things just keep shifting. Mm -hmm, And, you know, I watched um, the business of being born this great documentary about home birth and all of that stuff. And they were even saying like, you know, regardless of anything, like you have to be open to your own experience. Mm-hmm. It, things are going to vary. There's so many variables, but cause I feel like now with documentaries like that, it's like, oh, you're going to get an epidural. You're going to have birth yeah. in a hospital. Yeah, it's even like, for well, that. Yeah, yeah, like you have to, I mean, you have to just roll with we the We all have a whole life that we led before this, totally. you know, and everything shapes us into a certain character. And, you know, I mean- we have to be open to people. You know, it has to be the best for you. It has to be best for the baby. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of, um, I don't know. I think for me, it, I I think like restructuring kind of how I view it, there was a lot of a going through a phase where I started viewing my own parents as flawed people, you know, because I think that probably hits first where it's like, oh, dude, you're not a parent. You're a person, you know, and there are mistakes and all of that stuff. So, um, I don't know what my point was with that. No, but yeah, that's like, very true. You think of your parents as your guides in life, right? Yeah. And so you think that everything they do is right. Right, totally. And then you become a parent and you're struggling and you're like, oh my gosh, what were they dealing with? Yeah. Were they, they were scared. They were afraid. They were worried. You know, they had financial troubles. Mm-hmm. And all you see as a child is, there's my parents just trucking along, yeah, yeah. you know, taking me here, taking me there, giving totally. me what I wanted. And I, I say to them all the time, I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, God, <laughs> this must've been so expensive. And you paid for like softball for how many years? Yeah. I'm like, I'm struggling to sign them up for football right now. Like you, you really see it from a whole nother point of view and, um, and exactly, exactly seeing them as flawed. Like, yeah. yeah. It, I, what do you guys think about um, kind of like the education that, parents get before their parents or even us as young people who the majority of us will grow up to become parents. I don't feel like, I remember, do you remember in high school, I don't know if they did it your year, but they had baby day or like baby week or something like that. I've always wanted to do that. No, I didn't have that. Okay. So they must've like, cause I remember my brother and I think um, my cousin who's like a year older than him. They both went to Hoover where we all went to high school. Um, and they had that. And I, and they- Was took, it like a sack of flour or was it like yeah, a baby? No, like, like you could bring like whatever stuffed animal you wanted. And, oh, and it was kind of like you kind of brought whatever. And I remember being in junior high or whatever grade I was at the time thinking like, like picking which toy already of my toys I would pick when I got there. And then of course, when I got there, they were like, we don't want teenagers having sex. So we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> but outside of that, like there is no real, it's just like, well, I don't know, you get pregnant and you start- cram reading all of these crazy things and then figure it out, you know? But what do you guys think about, you know, having more of a 
of a conversation or prep for people who are younger, just about, hey, like how to be around babies in general. I mean, even if you're not going to have a kid, like there's at least a point where you're going to interact with one and you have to know not to like shake it, for example. <laughs> you know, like how to yeah. carry the baby. I had never really held a baby until I had my own. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And I, even now, like after, like I won't hold people's babies. Really? They scare the hell out of me. I'm like, like I'm going to break it. Responsible. You just, you get that mother instinct. You know exactly what to do when your baby comes out. Yeah. But other people's baby, you're like so nervous. You're yeah. like, how do I hold it? I forgot how to hold it. You know, it's just, it's, you're just, it's this animal instinct in you, you know? Yeah. The baby comes, you start producing milk, you know what to do. It's the, it's a very weird concept, you know? So you were saying that you, you started this group of like moms and stuff like that. But when you first got pregnant, nobody you knew was pregnant. Yeah. And then what about you, Lizette? Like how, how has your peer group changed since having kids? I can't, you know, I'm kind of like older from all my friends. Okay. So I kind of just stayed at the same, I want to say. So I was kind of like alone, honestly. Like mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, nobody else like was really pregnant or like in my husband's side of the family, everybody's pregnant, but <laughs> they're younger than me. So I never even had like a mommy group or anything, you know? So I'm actually glad that there's something out there because you definitely do need it. Yeah. You need that other person that you can be like, yeah, like, you know, like I honestly have, to, I go to Facebook and I'll be like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. like, like my son, he's super picky when it comes to food. And I'm always like, again, you know, with that pressure, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What is it that, you know, like, how can I get him to eat? Yeah. And I'll honestly, I'll put it out there. Hey, you know, any yeah. of my mommy yeah. friends, can you, you know, give me like an idea? And, and, and like I do, like if I do have friends that are like, you know, my age and then they have a kid, they're like really far away, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the only way I can actually like communicate. They'll, you know, they'll send me a message and they'll oh, be like, like hey. you have your new inductee into your, yeah. Yeah. Into your mommy They'll group. be like, hey, you know, try this. Have you tried that? Mm-hmm. You know, but I really didn't have like, and, and you know, my mom, like I'm not really close to my mom. Mm-hmm. So like even for like the breastfeeding, like she wasn't even there to like kind of like guide me. I was like totally alone. Yeah. So, and the reason why I did want to breastfeed was because she didn't breastfeed me. Mm-hmm. And it, that was just my choice, you know? Yeah. And then it ended up that I wasn't even producing enough. Mm-hmm. So I ended up giving both. So I definitely think getting support is really, really good. So and I think that in the social media, now that we have that, yeah. is really what's connected totally. people. Yeah. Um, and resources. Yeah. And I mean, like, I was opinions. just opening up my Magnolia Park Mamas right now to take a look. And it's like, does anyone know a great orthopedic spinal doctor? Does anyone know the best cleaning products that are organic? Nice. You know, like um, clothing, la- what clothing labels. <laughs> just like, it's just nice that like you can ask a question and mm-hmm. you have 2,000 moms right. that are there yeah. to support you. Yeah. And not like, to judge understand. you, yeah. not to put you down or think, say, you know, why would you choose that? Only there to support you and yeah. give you answers. And, um, and I think that that is it's especially for new moms mm-hmm. that are going to this group. We had pregnant women in there too. Um, it, I mean, I don't know what you would do without it. I mean, I don't know how people did it before. Yeah. It's very yeah. scary when you're alone. Yeah, I think like I mean, and I mean, it's crazy. Like when you're a mom, like I like you know when I was like 
whatever before pregnant, I would eat anything. Yeah. Like, you know, who cares? And now that I'm feeding my kid, I'm like organic stuff. Yeah. You know, I, it totally changes you. Like, you know, I yeah. don't want all this crap, you know, like, you know, like I, I tell my husband, I'm like, he's not allowed to have soda. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want him to, you know, and just things like that, like a hundred percent, like not even like too much juice. And like, it's just crazy. The things that you think about yeah. that you ne- I n- never crossed my mind, but now yeah, he does. I know. I'm about that life right now. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dogs have grain-free food. The cat well, eats yeah. raw. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. We were like that with Tyler. It was like, everything was like whole wheat. Like we just try to get the best of everything. And then the second one comes along and you're just like, I can't keep up. Yeah. And you need, they this. need those like need immunities, you know, they yeah. need, they need that stuff yeah. because yeah. I think I forgot, I forgot where I heard this, but something about like peanut allergies and then everyone stopped giving their kids peanuts and then there was more peanut allergies. So it was like yeah. introducing it kind of when they're um, younger. You know, big th- peanut allergies is a big thing. It's like my son would only eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then his like one kid in the class would be allergic to peanuts and then you can't bring that to school. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so that was a struggle like finding things that he would eat that didn't have like things that had allergies in it for other kids. And now you got to worry about the whole class. You had to worry about the whole class. Yeah. Oh, that's a nightmare. You know, as the, you know, their first grade now it's better. They have them sit at a different table, you know, they outcast them. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. Education seems like it's getting a lot better. So our our friend Lizette's a teacher and she was saying that she's not allowed to bring like Halloween treats or any, like she has to ask permission. Because we were talking about like the Valentine's Day thing where you bring. And she said, none of that is allowed anymore. Yeah, no candy, no cupcakes, no nothing like that. Great, great. Even in their preschool. Yeah, I honestly took like, pencils and stickers. They're like, they're going to stab each other with the pencils. (laughs) They they told us, they're like, you know, no candies, no. The the teachers actually gave out like candies. So I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, she's like, I have to ask like the higher ups if I'm allowed to, Yeah, you know. Yeah, because you always have those parents. There's every parent's different. Some kids have never even tasted candy or only get, you know, and, and that's fine. And that's what's what we're in a society where there's so many different kinds of people now. Yeah. You have to be careful not to offend anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel it's, like- it's good. We have a lot of freedom. Yeah. That means we have a lot of freedom, but it's very difficult because you have to check in with 23 parents Seriously. of what you can and cannot do. I'm just seeing teachers hate us more and more <laughs> as things go. You dropped him off crying. He's, <laughs> he's got hives. Um, that's crazy. So, I don't know, you guys. Give me some parenting advice. Mm. What to expect when you're thinking about possibly expecting in the future. That's the title. <laughs> We're changing okay. it. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I think you definitely, like, you will never be number one again. Oh, hell you no. Know? We're not doing this. Then. Like, <laughs> honestly, like... Like in your own head or just in life? Just you never, yeah. Yeah, you just, you know, even like, to go somewhere, we have to figure out, okay, which grandma can watch them if we're going to have to drive. And then, you know, we have to get the bag ready. And then it's just, ah, it's like so tiring. I'm like, oh, forget it. I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's just stay home. Well, for the record, like, I want you guys to know I'm happy that you're here. Uh, there's more yeah. wine. All right. So help you yourself. Know, you have to understand that every little thing in your life becomes difficult. So... Things that weren't even things like leaving the house <laughs> or, you know, having Going an adult conversation, yeah. talking yeah. on the phone. Don't even think about it ever again, <laughs> ever. They're going to poop or they're going to fall. That's I what's th- going to happen. I thought this was going to be encouraging. Oh, oh, sorry. You said advice. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. 
it just um, your whole mental your whole mentality just changes. You have to think very differently. You know, so if I leave the house, I'm not coming back until everything is done because mm-hmm. we're not. There's no way we're leaving the house two times. It's yeah. impossible, right? Um, I don't. I have no advice for you. Right. right. <laughs> I feel like you know what. Honestly, though, watching you guys is helpful because it makes me feel like, I mean, at least in the the most fearful parts of my brain, it's like my life is going to be over. I mean, of course, because there's this amazing thing that's happening, but I'm so attached to so much of my life right but now. It's, you, there is a part of your life that's over, but it's a part of your life that you don't really need anymore. And you have a whole new life that begins. Yeah. Like a whole, the the amount of love that you, you have not experienced love until you can have something that you, you made. You haven't loved me enough, Ty. <laughs> nope. It's a very different love. It's so different and it's so fulfilling. Yeah. You know, and I, it's just like, it's so hard to explain to people until you get into that position. You know, I just, you don't need advice to become a parent. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be ready. There's no such thing as being financially ready or mentally ready. There's no such thing. You You will never be ready. Like, (laughs) it's definitely like like a common theme. Financially, is it more expensive than you expected? Is it kind of like, oh, you just like, you know, you can make it however you want to be. Yeah. You can spend as much or as little. If you if you're cloth diapering and breastfeeding, you're spending next to nothing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're cloth diapering. Yeah, you try to bring that up to me. I no, was like, don't. leave, yeah. leave right now. Yeah, yeah. He was his mom <laughs> cloth diapered. God bless her soul. I'm like, you want me to wash poop off of fabric? <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. Dude, I can't the- do it. Like today, the cat pooped on something. We just threw it away. So it's like- <laughs> That's what I do when I was like potty training and they would, you know, poop in their their underwear. I was like, nope, that's just going in the trash. We'll just buy a new I pack. mean, yeah, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio probably would not approve of that. Yeah. You know, but hey, it's poop, dude. I'm not gonna- <laughs> See, like me, me and my husband were different. Like when he started, you know, he would always like, go to Macy's. I'm a Ross person. Are you kidding me? This kid, like in two weeks, yeah. he doesn't even fit on them anymore. Mm-hmm. What are you doing going to yeah. Macy's? Are you crazy? Yeah. And he would be like, oh, well. And then I think he just finally realized that we had clothes like in the closet that he never wore. Yeah. And I'm like, you see? I'm they like, grow quick. They do. So the essential stuff doesn't feel as heavy as like, holy shit, there's a kid in the, involved now and there's... Yeah. You, so it's you, more like the extra stuff. Yeah. I mean, you buy all these things you think you might need this, you know, the bouncer and the walker and the swing and you're yeah. like... And then half the time they don't even like any of it. Yeah. And you just spend $500 <laughs> for nothing. I know our friends but, have this like stroller that's meant for like Runyon Canyon. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think they've used it like once. But they're like, this is our regular stroller. This is our like mountain biking stroller. You could do it. You could... You you can do it with nothing. You can carry your baby. You can put him in. Or, I mean, you can do next to nothing. It's just how That's you true. want to live. If you have the extra, you know, money, you can do it. Um, and then you have, if you have that community, you know, mm-hmm. like we have the Magdalene Mamas has a side group called MPM Buy, Sell, Trade. So you can trade and swap and buy used things. Nice. For really cheap. And, yeah, you because know. I, yeah, I mean. And I imagine that with your second son, there was a lot of like. Oh, I've never bought him clothes. Oh, he that's just wears amazing. all of Tyler's clothes. That's amazing. And then, yeah, I mean, and then they and they're growing so fast. I mean, he uses his shoes as brakes on his bike, so every two <laughs> weeks we have to buy new ones because his toes are sticking out the top of them. <laughs> you know, pedal backwards. You just, just don't. Do he has no. He has no pedals on it. It's like a glider. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So yeah, so you know, you just have to. Especially, I mean, girls are different. Like girls, like you get to wear the pretty dresses and little mm-hmm. hair bows and that'll last a really long time. You know, shirts, I mean, there's not one shirt we have that doesn't have paint on it. Oh, but you you do so many like oh, yeah. activities. I mean, Ashley will post like these activities that 
everybody in the comments is like, I, I want to do that. How do you do that? <laughs> I mean, I'm 28. Can I make I sand feel castles? Like it- does anybody have Pinterest app or is it just me? Everybody has Pinterest, Ashley, but people don't. I mean, have you seen <laughs> Pinterest disasters? That's most people's, you know. Oh, I have a, I have a few Pinterest disasters. Do you remember? On I think you were iPhone. there. We did. Um, I tried hair the crayon chalk, thing. The we crayon did thing. We did. That was not that's bad. Like, that was good. The hair chalk was a little bit of a disaster. I mean, where are those things in the trash? Probably. I mean, wasted. Did crayons. you ever get it off your floor and your counters? I moved out. <laughs> Moved out of that place right away. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's execution, finding time to like execute all that stuff. But again, like you were saying, like, I think you made like a conscious choice of like, I'm going to start this business and I want to stay home. And that's afforded you the opportunities to like do those really like hands on things. And you've created this community that allows a lot of other women And I collect stuff, you know, I, I know what now I've got to this, you know, a couple of years in or I know what I need for different crafts and mm. I have a huge craft area and, you know, I come home and there's like bags of toilet rolls and cans left on my porch because people know I'm going to use them. Nice. So my neighbors will leave it and, um, and so I, ha- you know, I, plan- I, I try to plan one activity for them a day. If I can do one thing for them in day, then I know that they've, you know, they've had, they've been stimulated and yeah. I can move on with my life. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Pinterest, I, I, I fall asleep with my phone. They're on so fun. They really are. Like, yeah. I mean, I I went over to her old place a couple of times, and it was like, oh my god, we painted rocks. Yeah, we did all this fun stuff. It's like, oh man, it's I don't want to have a kid. I want to. You know be a what? Kid. That is the best thing about being a parent is being able to create these joy, this joy in the experience in a child. That's why holidays are so much fun for me because we get to create all this magic, you know, with Santa and the mm-hmm. Tooth Fairy, and you know, we create leprechaun traps or yeah, I saw that. That's you know, awesome. footprints or, or whatever it is, you know, and to create this magical world that they believe in. Yeah, it's like sometimes I, I almost believe it because they're so wholeheartedly into yeah. it. You know, it's just it's so much fun. It's like you're a little kid again. I think we've told you all about like how hard it is and how much like less time it is or whatever, but. For me, like once I was holding my son, like she was saying, you know, just what you get back. I can't describe it, you know, but now like that my son is like talking more like, you know, and he can actually like be like, you know, I love you, mommy. That's something that like how it makes it all worth it. Yeah. You know, like for this past Easter, I went crazy. God knows to how many freaking dollar stores I went. Mm -hmm. I was looking for the bunny prints. Because I was in my head, mm-hmm. I forget where I saw it, that I wanted to put the bunny prints, the, the yeah. footsteps where the basket was. And I couldn't find it. It was like all gone. Yeah. And so I went to John's and they had like some, sta- I don't know, some kind of thing, whatever. And I cut it and, <laughs> you know, I made the paw, like, you know, I made it. And like, I put it there and like, my husband was just like, you're just stressing yourself out. Like, yeah. you know, who cares? Just put the, I was like, no, I want the damn prints. <laughs> You should have seen his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when he was like, Mama, he was like, look, the bunny, the bunny was here. He made it all worth it. Aww. All the freaking stores that I went, all the <laughs> yeah. dollar stores, everything. He, like, you know, it just made it all yeah. worth it. So, I mean, just what you get back is just, you know. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of the video I saw. She, Where is that Tom? Thomas train thing that you guys went oh my to. God, we drove so freaking far away. It was like, <laughs> oh, in I've heard of that. Orange like County. Yeah. Actually, he's like a big train. On the yes, yeah. he's like a big train yeah, I'm boy. So like he's we never gotten to Thomas. You remember, like, like you know, the actual train, like the mouth mm-hmm. actually moves oh and everything. God. Yeah, like it's, he it's, was freaking. It's out Thomas the, the train, so, and wow. like his mouth actually moves, and like we had gotten there, and like you know, they they go 
like the whole day they're just passing by until it's your turn to go or whatever. And so when the train is coming by, he's like, bye, Thomas. <laughs> I mean, his innocence and everything, just to hear him, it gave me the chills. I wanted to cry. Like I said, again, I cry for everything. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. He was like, bye, Tom. I mean, he, yeah, was, was, he was just like, Thomas. <laughs> he was Thomas. so, so excited. Yeah. Like, you know, and so those are the little things. Like, you yeah. know, it just, you don't get a feeling like that with anything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, you know, I'm a huge huge animal person yeah. and I never experienced something yeah. like that you know like so you get to experience everything that you've done all over in a whole different world yeah like you know going to the zoo or Disneyland you you can go a million times but when you bring your child children it's oh it's like it's it's experiencing it through their eyes for the yeah. first time everything's this whole new world and just to you know someone said something once it was like we're not raising children we're raising adults mm-hmm. where you know my mind is constantly if I feed him that is he gonna is he gonna gain weight is he gonna get <laughs> sick if he doesn't do enough running if he doesn't do it do it if he doesn't read enough I'm constantly like our heads are constantly like am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Am I good enough? Am, is this going to make him a well-rounded person? Is he going to be more developed? Is he getting enough sensory play? And to, if you could be in my mind for a moment, <laughs> it is so tiring because I'm so stressed out all the time if they're going to be good adults. Like that's all I think about all day long. Yeah. I think they're going to be good adults. I like, so I rough. remember you in elementary school, by the way. <laughs> do like, you? I totally do because I was a, the only white girl. No, because <laughs> I, I also remember that your mom was really active yeah, yeah. in the PTA. People and, knew her before they knew me. And your hair was the color of snow. <laughs> it was the whitest, blondest hair I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And look at you now, yeah. raising little blonde haired babies, and they're going to be great. They are. Yeah. They are great. For me, it's like easy to get into my own head, especially like with my parents, it's like, why don't you do this already? And then when you stop to think about it, it's hard to think about having a kid logically because it never, ever makes sense. Right. It's like, oh, absolutely not. We can't do that now. That's insane. So what's holding you back from having kids? Um, I think that like, number one, uh, buying the house was not an expected thing. So uh, where we were living, the landlord decided to sell gave us the option to buy. We did not want to buy a condo. And then we're like, shit, what do we do? You know? So this move was kind of a big move. And I don't think we feel like we've, you know, settled into the big move yet. And it feels like having a kid, I mean, even though it's like, well, then you have, you get pregnant and then it's like nine months until you have a kid. It feels like, you know, so many things have just happened like really quick. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like, we want to like, okay, breathe We told you though, right? You, you're never ready. I know that. I feel like I know that. <laughs> and honestly, like, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of experience with kids. So yeah. I'm not, they don't like make me nervous. My parents live close by. I feel like I'm going to rely on that a lot. Um, and then I, I don't know. I think we know that we're never going to be ready, but we're not ready yet. It's, it's, it is scary <laughs> when you think about taking that step into, yeah. you know, all those things that you want to do. If you want to just leave the house and go somewhere, yeah. you can't do those things anymore. But I'm the kind of person that I like to throw myself into situations because then I have to deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do with everything. When we were getting our house, I was like, can we afford this? you know what, let's just do it. Cause then if we do it, we have to afford it. Yeah. You know, we're pregnant. We have to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing that you can do is yeah. just cause you're pushing your own boundaries. <laughs> you're staying, if you stay in the safe zone for so long, yeah, I you're agree. never going to be ready. You have to just throw yourself yeah. in it. I'm definitely more, we kind of balance each other out in that 
he's a more wants to be like an informed decision maker, really go through every opportunity. And for me, it's like, I know that we're going to do this. Let's just do this so I can readjust and like right. handle it, you know? So it's just like a finding like when we're literally like, all right, you know, we really want an accidental baby, dude. Well, see, that's, that's what happened oh, yeah. like with me. I, I wasn't- Oh you yeah, know, you got pregnant my on your son, honeymoon, right? I, I literally got pregnant like the month after I got married mm-hmm. and I wasn't planning. I had just, you know- got enough birth control and I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, if it happened. I never thought like that right it away. would literally yeah. happen. And now that I've been wanting to and I'm planning it and I'm doing all these things, I'm not pregnant. It's hard when you're, when hmm. you're planning it, your mind, like, yeah. just tricks. That's what I've been told. Yeah. yeah. We tried, and we tried for, because both of mine were accidents. Mm-hmm. And we, tr- for the second one, we, we tried. Oh, and, they're going to hear this in a couple years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were wonderful surprises. Um, we 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 were tried for like a month or two and it was so exhausting and and so overwhelming and emotional because you're like am i pregnant should i not drink that wine oh my should i not God. drink that coffee yeah you and then you're no like idea. am i am i not am i not and then when you find out you're not it's this heartbreak this devastating yes. heartbreak and i could only do it a couple of times and i was like i'm done i can't yeah. do it so we're like all right let's just get married so he proposed and we start we you know we we were on a trip when he proposed and he knocked me up on that trip. So <laughs> nice. I didn't still have not had my wedding yet. <laughs> oh, I know. But I heard that you guys we like set a date. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, See, I, I'm still waiting to like have my honeymoon because like, unfortunately, like <laughs> yeah. after we got married, my grandma passed away. Mm. So that kind of like just somber the whole thing. Mm. And then like, we never really ended up having like a honeymoon, but I was pregnant. And I think if I would have not been pregnant, I would have gone into like such a like hard depression because mm-hmm. my grandma kind of raised me. So I was like, but I mean, what she's saying that about- That sounds like an amazing blessing. You know No, I mean? it, like, it definitely was because life. then, you know, it was shortly after my son was born. Then, you know, my dog died mm-hmm. and, you know, Rocky was like my baby. That was, you know, my non-human baby. And honestly, if I, w- again, if I would have not had my son, I think, I mean, until this day, I cry for that dog because I went through so much with him. So, you know, again, it gives you strength. Yeah. It gives you the strength that you just, you know, but like she was saying, like, you know, I've tried, like, honestly, I think we tried like for eight months. And until finally, I was just like, you know what? I'm done because I was so tired of being so disappointed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm working at the hospital and I'm like, like, you know, if there's an x-ray coming in, I kind of like just yeah, disappear yeah. because I'm just like in the back of my mind. Yeah. Again, like, if, should I, you know, should I be taking x-rays? Again, like even like, yeah, with a glass of wine until I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I want a freaking drink. Like, <laughs> I'm like, forget it. Yeah. You know? Do you think that like there's a, a little too much emphasis on what, like abstaining when you're pregnant, like the coffee and stuff, because I hear like different things as far as like, well, you can. You know what? You know, I abstained from everything. I didn't even drink tea. My friends tell me, it seems like you did Coke whenever you were pregnant (laughs) because my son is so active. And honestly, I didn't even drink tea. So I mean- Is that what they say not to have caffeine for? You know, I don't, if there's- when you when you have to care for another person, it doesn't matter if the risk is point zero 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 one. When you love something so much, you don't take that chance. Yeah. So for me, it was I mean, no coffee, no wine, no exercise. Which <laughs> we probably should have done a little bit of that. <laughs> oh yeah, because I hear like no sushi because yeah, there's like, yeah. you know soft cheeses. Yeah. Oh, didn't know all that. Uh, cold cuts. What do you eat? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, you know, you, you just do it. You just, when you do yeah. something for somebody else, like I can't diet for myself mm-hmm. because I can't fight my urges, but I can do it in a heartbeat for them. Yeah. When I was breastfeeding Riley and he was sick with the, he was allergic to the dairy and soy in my milk. It was nothing for me to drop all of it. I was living off like rice and, ch- and chicken and beans. That was pretty much nice. it. Um, yeah, you just do it. You just don't want to take any risks. Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I, I think because I've had, I mean, Chevy's had like experiences. His sister is like seven years younger than him. So there was like some, like, you know, there isn't an uncomfortable feeling with babies. Like have, love babies, hold them, take care of them, offer to babysit often. Like it's, fine. Um, but I'm definitely more the type, what you were saying, where it's like, just let's do this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like throw it at me. I'll fit it in somewhere. Yeah. Um, but you Chubby's definitely, definitely more like of a planner. That's how I feel. It's like, I know I'm going to figure it out. It's it's going to fit, you know, but it does, for me, it's like, I know I'll figure it out. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to plan it. I just, if we're going to do it, let's do it. And if not, you know, well, obviously like, whatever. But I think that's why I want the accidental thing. It's yeah. Like, just, just strike me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you can't, you know, if you don't know how to do it, Google it. How do you raise a child? Yeah. You got it. Google it. That's <laughs> Google what we do with everything answer. else. Um, do you guys want to say anything else to, uh, I, it's funny. One of my friends, Stacy, who was on the show was like, Oh my God, I have so many questions. I have so many, like, cause we're both like, I, uh, I don't know yet. You know, like we know, but like I said, when the more you think about it, the more it's like, oh my God, I don't want to think about this. Just like, you know, I think what the interesting thing is, is you talk to a mom and everybody has a different birth story, a mm-hmm. different pregnancy story, a different, you know, everyone's different. So, so our experiences are just one little speck in this gigantic hourglass of mothers, you yeah. know, and it's just, that's what the beautiful thing is, is that you are your own thing. You're your own mother. You have your own children and everything will work for you. You know, your kids are made, you know, they're made to be with you. So they're not going to be too much that you can't handle. Mm -hmm. I think that's why my kids are so crazy because God's (laughs) like, you can handle handle it, it. Ash. (laughs) Okay. What about like, um, what can uh, non-parents do in a public setting as parts of the community that helps moms and, and parents. Shut like, their mouth. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's, what's happening. Like what? Well, I, with, with a lot of, I, a lot of pa- people that don't have kids, they think they know. They mm-hmm. think they know everything. Oh, their kids crying. And when I have kids, my kids are never going to cry in a supermarket. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs> I was telling my cousin this today. I was like, I never get and again, I think it's because I've been around kids before, but even like on an airplane when I used to travel a lot, it's like, I mean, I understand it might be uncomfortable, but it's not like, it's not like this mother can smother her child. Like it's crying. There's a pressure difference. It's uncomfortable for a yeah. baby, you know? It's and That's why there's a lot of camaraderie with, with mothers. It's like if a mother sees another mother and her kid's crying, they give the, I'm sorry, I totally know what you're going through look. <laughs> so, okay, is that something like, okay, maybe we don't know the look, but like, that's what, like, what is it that we can do to like say, I, I feel like I see a lot of like really like embarrassed and like frustrated moms at the supermarket. Yeah. And part of me wants to be like, dude, Look, dude, it's a fucking kid, man. Yeah. Like, it's okay. You, you're allowed to be here. Your kid's allowed to cry and yeah. break stuff. And it is. It's a lot of pressure. You know, if my kid's throwing a temper tantrum because he wants the Oreos opened right now, <laughs> which has happened more than once, 
you know, I feel like everyone is staring at me. I feel mm. like someone's going to say something. I feel like someone's going to be like, are you hurting your child? It's like, <laughs> no, he just wants an Oreo, okay? <laughs> you start, know? Start bawling. Yes. Like. It gets really stressful yeah. because you feel like everyone is staring at you. Like everyone is judging you. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is true. They, I mean, people do. People even that have kids, you know, 20 years ago, they don't, they just don't remember. Yeah. You know, but then you get to people where you're, you know, you're, you're trying to break two kids up and they're fighting over something. And this woman comes to us, I had twin boys. I know what you're going through. And then in your heart, you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. So what, what can someone like me say who is like, I don't know what you're going through, but like, don't feel shitty because <laughs> fuck it, dude. You know, you're doing the best you can. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm going to do that. I challenge all the listeners. All right. Find somebody in the supercomputer with a <laughs> you know, you know, rowdy child. When people interact with them, like, you know, they'll, they'll be going crazy. And if someone like, like they play like a little game with them or something like to get their attention yeah. to kind of calm them down, you know, it's just nice when people, it's like, it takes a whole village to raise a kid. Right. And when people interact and be a part of that and try to, and they know that you're struggling and then try to help out. It means a lot because sometimes your kids aren't going to listen to you, but they'll listen to somebody else. <laughs> and I've had people where they're like, Hey, you need to listen to your mom. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, listen to me. <laughs> I think people are probably like nervous about. Oh, yeah. Interfe- uh, feeling like yeah. yeah, just yeah. like with anything, like not even just kids. It's just like everybody. But even so- if, I, you know, I've been places where like I've been in a restaurant or, or like a, you know, baby shower without my kids. And I see people with kids and I, I know that they're squirming. And then, mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't help but like going over there and like pulling out whatever I can find in my purse yeah. to entertain them. Yeah. And, you know. And I feel like that we, I think everyone needs to do that. I feel like everyone needs to be a part of totally, you know, their children. Yeah. And just like that's, I definitely, I can feel the energy off the parent, like the embarrassment. And I just want to be like, don't be embarrassed. It's okay. You're not, you're not crying in a corner doing yeah. a tantrum as an adult. It's a child. No, you we know? do that when we get home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's a kid. It's okay. Yeah. Like, this happens. And I remember this one time and this has come up like before for me, just in, in my own, like, um, like feminism of wanting to do something, but hesitating out of fear or whatever. But like, I'll be like driving home and I'm not in any kind of rush and I'm in a Prius and I'll see like somebody at a bus stop with their kid. And I literally want to be like, where do you live? I will take you home because you know what I mean? Like my car's empty. There's nobody in it. I I have time. And you're like waiting for the bus that's probably always late and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. But again, there's like, there's so much of that, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who you are, yeah. you know? But I hate that because it's like, I'm sure that would, even if they were like, no, dude, it's cool. I'm sure it would be like, man, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm going to try to, you know, do You that just have more. a kind heart, Sarah. I just feel like, I don't want people to feel bad because you shouldn't feel bad about your kid crying, man. That's ridiculous. Like it's a kid, it's a child. Like let them cry. It's okay. Yeah. You know, open those Oreos, Ash. Pay for them later, <laughs> you know? I know, I should have. <laughs> Like what's worked for me, honestly, it's like having the phone and mm-hmm. just, you know, having him something to distract. This. That's like another big thing too, right? Like the phone thing. I think that's like a new wave of judging parents. You know, my dad, he he lives in San Francisco and he came and we were at a Denny's or something. And I don't know if he had, I, I gave him my phone and... um my dad kind of said that. He was like, my own dad. He was like, you know, like nowadays, your generation, like you guys don't interact. You guys are all on the phone or whatever, blah, blah. And I'm like, dad, I'm like, do you know what this kid is like? I'm like, I would rather him be sitting down, being like, you know, playing trains or whatever. If he's not on the phone, he would honestly be pulling like the, the curtains, be going <laughs> under the table, picking up what's on the floor, trying to go over here, trying to go over yeah. there. I'm sorry. You know, I... 
I honestly, for a while, stopped going out because yeah. I, I couldn't handle it. And now that he's a little older, it's getting better. Yeah. But I'm like, until you're in my shoes, totally. you really, and I think his kids are different than they were they, then. Yes. They're so much more distracted by everything. There's so many things that are constantly in their face. Yeah. There's video games and there's all these different things and after school you know, activities. And, you know, we didn't have things like that. We could, I sat and played with a spoon and a stick you know, yes. and a rock. Like, you know, that was great for an hour. A spoon and a stick and a rock. <laughs> um, yeah, because I think, I mean, even me, like in the beginning, I was like, man, like I see a lot. But interestingly, like now that I think about it, it's always at a restaurant. It's always yeah. at a restaurant. Yes. And it's like, oh, it's because places where they need you the, to sit down. Yes, because yeah. other than that, they're not going to yeah. be sitting down. Maybe there needs to be like, you know how now there, uh, or today, um, a cafe opened in Silver Lake and it's like a, a puppy cafe where they're trying to get people to interact with like adoptable dogs more, whatever, whatever. But I feel like there should be, I mean, are there like restaurants I guess there's Chuck E. Cheese, but like something no, more. Chuck e. Cheese. Is that it's like it's like germ, germ central. central? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe maybe like a, a regular restaurant, but everything is like padded. You know, we don't go to restaurants very often. Like maybe See? like twice a year. <laughs> okay. You know, and then if then it's is like, it mostly because of that? Because yeah. Oh there's yeah. No, like sitting still. Yeah. That's what it's I'm saying. Maybe there you needs can't to be like a different it. structure. Like. Yeah, I mean, and it yeah, it does get better. It does like I can take Riley out and just and be fine. I can take Tyler out, but when you put the two of them together, mm -hmm. it's like, and I, and we do use like we have like an iPad mm -hmm. we use here and there, and I try not to use any devices when we go out. So I like I usually bring like a tote bag <laughs> with like books, <laughs> stickers. I saved like toys I've never opened. Basically, I've even like packed what, like sensory yeah. boxes with like. So it's like what entertainment was before the iPhone. Exactly. Like, no, no, this is, they've just made I this just, digital. Exactly. And yeah. You know, and we, and we do, we, we use the phone here and there, but, and then, then you feel like if I pull the phone out, someone's going to look at me that doesn't have kids and just be like, you know, why is your kid on that all the time? You know? Uh. So it's always that judgment of what I am and am not doing. And right. then, you know, I'm really like, so we don't go out. I don't, I, you know, you do what you can. Like for me, it's like, okay, don't bring your newborn to a movie theater. Like if, if the if the motive is to be silent, then yeah. But like at a restaurant, it's like, it's rowdy, it's noisy. I mean, I don't think, I feel like parents with kids are judged harsher than like a table of drunk people who are just like being oh, rambunctious. Yeah. Oh, you know? definitely. And it's like the same level of annoyance yeah. for whoever's around you, you know? There are like, there's resources, like the Americana does mom movies where you can go and bring your kids. Nice. And you can, they do a can lot of my parents stuff. stuff yeah. At the Americana. Yeah. And you just, you just pick the restaurants that you know that will work or, you know, I learned that when you go to the restaurant, you order your food and you ask for a bill at the same time. Mm. So that way, you know, your food and they start acting up, pack it up, leave, you're done. You don't have to wait for the bill. What's screaming Smart. kids? I should just do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Get up and leave. <laughs> it's funny with me because, you know, my son has color eyes mm -hmm. and he's light skin. You have no idea how many times people directly asked me if I was the nanny. Wow. Oh my God. Like, and I think that's rude. Yeah, yeah. that's rude. Like, how do you just, you don't it's know a, me. Yeah. And why are you asking weird honestly, questions Why would like you even that? bring, why would someone even ask that? Yeah, it's not like you would ask like, and they even you, went, went as far as to ask me if my husband was white. And wow. I was oh like, gosh. wow. And I was like, no, he's Mexican. That is crazy. Like, and I he think is my a lot son. of people don't know that other cultures can have light skin. You know what I, I mean? I guess not. Yeah, because like, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't know where this came up, but like, um, like Syrian people, even Armenian people, like there's a lot of like light mm -hmm. skin, light eyes. Like it's not, 
That's crazy. It's just ignorance, you know? Yeah. And it's like, why are you asking if you're the nanny? I was kind of very, honestly, I was very surprised. And amazingly, it's happened to me more than once. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, now I'm just like, Is that whatever, like, the, like the opener? Like, I don't. Yeah. And people that don't have kids mostly or? I have a feeling, yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't have kids. Because what kind they of they always, I get a lot, um, they think that I'm a lot younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you're too young to have kids. How old are yeah. you? It's like they automatically are like, but they think I'm like 16 or something. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm I'm old enough, I promise. I feel like the only thing you should ask a mom is, do you need help? <laughs> like, right. you want me to, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't understand. First of all, even if you were the nanny, like what a weird question. Are you going to kidnap the child now? It's like, I don't understand. <laughs> what the motive is of yeah. that question. Like people are weird. Why do you need to know? I feel like know? people are just like always just judging in their heads and then they can't filter. Like they have to mm. know. Yeah, that's weird. You know, that's I think what the weird thing is. Like yeah. why? What does it matter? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm either like, if a kid is like being crazy, I'm just like, oh my God, that sucks. Poor, poor parents, man. That sucks. I can walk away. You can't, you yeah. know? And then otherwise, like it's literally, um, your baby's really cute and that's it. But I don't feel the need at all to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand that question. That's so weird and yeah. uncomfortable. Do you give him attitude? You should hit him. <laughs> I mean, you know how I am. I was just like... <laughs> I was like, no, he's my son. And I was just really blown away by the follow-up question, whether like my husband was white or not. I was like, okay, that is extremely rude. But, People are you know, so uncomfortable. Like I'm cringing right now. Like, but he has light eyes. Is your husband white? Like, oh my God, please stop. Please stop yeah. asking these questions. I, I think that people without kids um, are obsessed with what kids look like. You know, um, eye color, skin color, cute kids versus not cute kids. Um, fat kids, mm-hmm. fat babies. You know what I mean? That baby is kind of fat. I'm like, I don't, there's no such thing as a fat baby. They're oh, babies, yeah. you know? I mean, unless obviously like those weird Mari episodes <laughs> of like really weird. You know, what's kids. one thing that honestly, like it drives me up the wall and I really don't know. Again, like, you know, my first time mom and I, I, what that's one thing as being a mom, I don't want to come out as rude. But you know, when I've taken my son to the mall and there's a little like toddler's, places for the little mm-hmm. ones and I see like eight nine years old big kids mm-hmm. playing in there and like you know their parents are like on their phones like you know obviously yeah you don't have to watch your kid because yeah. your kid is not like two or three years old you know yeah and I'm just like it drives me insane I'm like toddler he says toddler like you know what are you <laughs> yeah. doing here like seriously like they're just over it just go play over there no I'm like thing. and I I can never like really honestly like I don't feel comfortable going up to them because I feel like that's rude yeah but then again like it's not like their kids are being nice mm-hmm. you know and I've been to the point like you know like seriously if you were like this close to hit my kid you hit my kid okay I think I'm gonna get up watching we, we avoided parks pretty much like all of Tyler's early life because <laughs> I'm sure we were afraid yeah. of older kids and they would yeah. be really mean they're rough yeah, yeah. they're, they're I nasty mean, and I think that just speaks to the parents that are either not yeah. watching their kid or like just yeah. go to the park and like do your thing well you know, you know if they're older I feel like they're not really watching because yeah, they don't, exactly. they don't, they don't have they to. to watch yeah. yeah yeah. you know and unfortunately that's like the, the time you really need to watch and correct behaviors mm-hmm. when they're older that's why we just build a <laughs> playground in our backyard I was like you're never leaving <laughs> we'll play here every day <laughs> like, yeah. imagine as a parent like in your head you're constantly thinking 
who can I trust? Who can I not trust? What is good for them? What is not good? What should they eat? Which like all these things all the time. And that is like, that is a big one is who can you trust? Yeah. And <clears throat> it is the scariest thing because you always hear these stories that's like the closest people to you. Mm-hmm. It's your neighbors and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I don't want to bring that up because I, no, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, it's like a serious, thing. it is. It is. Yeah. And it's a conversation that you have to have with your kids very early on. Right. And it's really hard, like at three-year-old trying to explain to him, you know, now you're not supposed to use the term stranger. You're supposed to use the term tricky person. Because it might not be a stranger. Exactly. Because yeah. I mean, a stranger would technically be everybody. Mm-hmm. But tricky people are the people that, you know, you feel uncomfortable with or whatnot. I'm trying to explain that. So we go into a restaurant and Riley's yelling out, that's a stranger, that's a stranger, <laughs> you're a stranger. And I'm like, oh yeah, they are strangers technically. <laughs> oh but my God, that's great. It's hard to explain that. I mean, yeah. You know, now it's Tyler's, you know, Tyler's seven and he totally, yeah. he won't talk I, to anyone. I feel like honestly, what's important is making sure your kid, and of course this, I don't have a kid, but is comfortable enough to come to you if something does Absolutely. happen. Even if it's like, they don't know, but they're like, hey, by the way, like this, something weird happened or yeah. this kid pushed me or whatever it is, you know? And the most important thing to nurture that bond and that relationship is to never be upset when they tell you something. Yeah. So that they ha- they feel like they can trust you. you yeah, know? which is, I mean, at least from my experience, was not at all the case. Yes. And then of course it was like, things were still happening and we were still getting into trouble, but it was just like, we just cut that line of like, yeah. we're not telling them anything, you yeah. know? So I, I feel like if, again, like you, you were saying, early. you started early and like, don't put the element of fear in yeah. there. Like, what like did if you he do, gets in you know? trouble at school or if he says something happens, he goes, mom, I have to tell you something. And he tells me, you know, I might be upset inside, but I don't show it to him at first. You know, I let, I tell him that wasn't a good thing. I really appreciate you telling me this. I'm so thankful that you came to me, you know, and just making it a safe place yeah. where they can come and not feel afraid. Cause that's the last thing they want to do is disappoint you or you yell mm-hmm. at them. You know, I give them consequences still. But I make him show, and I tell him, you know, I'm very proud of him for telling me or whatever. And we have we have a thing called like pillow talk where I'll lay him down because it's it's hard for seven year olds for boys to to communicate with their moms, you know, after school or cranky or whatever. And but once they they get into bed, it's like this book opens, and they're mm. like, "What do you want to know? This kid <laughs> at school did this, and this person has this kind of parent." And it's like everything of the whole day comes out yeah. on the pillow. And I get to hear the whole, you know, story. Yeah. So, but finding That's out awesome. we had two boys was a little scary. Because you're always like, I'm going to have a boy and I'm going to have a girl. And then when we found I'm out- just going to pluck them from yeah. the sky. And so when they're like, you're having a boy. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you're like, no, no. Check that, check that again. And Brian got so mad. And I was like crying. Because you- envisioned it in your head for so long. Yeah. And then we get back. We're like, why are we so upset? Like, this is going to be the easiest thing ever. We have all the toys, yeah. all the clothes. We know how to do this. And now if you asked me, I would totally have a third boy if we had to do another one yeah. because I know how to, I know how to do boys. But um, it's, yeah, we were just, we were just so That's set so on this funny. perfect little. That's crazy. Expectations can really throw you for oh, a yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's I, like like you think you're gonna like I'm gonna breastfeed and I'm gonna wear a baby yeah. carrier. I'm gonna be a crunchy mom. Have you ever heard that term? No. <laughs> that sounds like sticky or something. Crunchy mom is like granola. Like, yeah, like yeah. you are like organic and oh all that stuff. So I was like, come and do all these things. And then the baby comes and then the baby's like, Nope. I don't like your carrier. I don't like your milk. <laughs> you're like, shit, my plan. <laughs> so that's another advice is don't have a plan, be flexible. 
be open. I'm going to go with don't have a plan. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't because you, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. But if you're open and flexible and, do, you know. Do you feel like people um, are constantly telling you about um, not gen- genderizing your your boys or, um, you know, like. I feel like I'm play with a Barbie. people that. Okay. Yeah. I. I, that was important for me. I let the kids have whatever, whether it's a kitchen set or a doll or a, whatever they wanted. You know, Tyler's favorite color was pink for a long. It's still his favorite color, top pink. I let them pick whatever they wanted. I wanted to see what my kids liked. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to, f- I want them to go in a world and choose what they liked, not what they had to like. Yeah, you know. So, but they are, they are rugged to the mm-hmm. bone. <laughs> I commend you both. You know. And I think Thank the world you. needs to be more accommodating to mothers. Yeah. I mean, obviously, and fathers, but I think it has to start with mothers and, you know, they're bearing the fuller load. And I think that it'll it'll seep out to impact the fathers in a positive way. But, you know, the fact that, I think maybe the fact that women are still able to do so much despite that makes it feel like, oh, well, women do it. It's not really necessary. It's like, no, it's because... We're, they're resilient enough to do it, but it's mm-hmm. still necessary. It's still necessary to be supportive. So again, for the listeners, find a mom with a crazy kid in the grocery store and say something nice or yeah. buy them. Buy them a bottle of wine. Them. Yeah, <laughs> wine. Seriously. <laughs> well, thank you guys so thank much for you. coming. Thank this you for really having fun. us. Yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs>